Hello, this is uh, John and Jeff. He's John, I'm Jeff, and we're on the other side of the pulpit. Uh, I'm a preacher and John, uh, John's a preacher's kid and I'm a preacher with kids. And so we sit down and discuss the Bible and we hope you enjoy um, our discussions. I hope it motivates you to dig deeper in the Word of God and decide to, to surrender your life if you hadn't, but if you have, we... Uh, we hope and pray that it, wants, it encourages you to go deeper into God's Word. So John comes up with all these theological questions that he's been pondering throughout his life as a preacher's kid. And so uh, let's just hear, I ha- we hadn't discussed, usually we just we start talking. Today we walked in, sat down, and started, t- started recording. So I'm, I don't even have a, a hint of what's going on. So uh, let's pray and then we'll get going. Dear Lord, thank you so much for this day and for John and for your word. And Father, for uh, Christmas, this, this right around the corner, the birth of your your son that had to come in to, and had to take on the form of man uh, to, to give us the opportunity for salvation. Lord, uh, we give you praise for what that what all that means, the depth of that. Uh, Father, we, we want to celebrate uh, Jesus' birth, and we want to celebrate what you're doing for us. Father, as we do, uh, dig deeper in your word, Lord, open our hearts up that we can receive them, your, your inspiration, your word, and, Lord, your strength and comfort. Father, we ask you to, to anyone listening to this podcast, Lord, that they would receive, uh, just, Lord, they would just feel your presence in their life. Uh, Father, we thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well... We talked about last week about the, the organic and the, the, the architectural design, and the, I think, didn't we? Is we talked about, we talked about the worm. And no, no, that was two weeks ago. That was, was, that that was a month weeks? ago because I, I was out for two weeks with oh COVID. Oh, my goodness. So Has last week, la, last, we may have talked about it last week. We yes, we did talk about last that last week. About how you try to put wings on the, on yeah, the worm. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And we talked about uh, God doesn't condemn, He forgives. He forgives. Well, and, and what brought that about is I just uh, I asked Jeff a question and I got the typical Baptist response, which I, I wasn't trying to. It's just I mean that's just the way we've been trained, right? Right. Yes, that's absolutely. I, right. I mean, in growing up a preacher's kid, let me, let me all explain something, y'all. Oh, uh, I saw I, I saw so much discrepancy. coming from denominational preferences and coming from people who sat down and had a lot of theological discussions and uh, I had a lot of questions. I had a lot of things that couldn't be answered. I've just gotten a lot of them answered. Mm-hmm. That's part of what brought last week on. Right. Uh, and I shared that with Jeff and, and and he just looked at me like ding, the light finally came on. Well, yeah, it did, you know. <laughs> <laughs> After 43... as. as <laughs> After 43 years of Baptist confinement, yeah, the light finally came on. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, even denominationally from that point, uh, there's such a division between denominational Baptists Mm -hmm. in what is and what is not. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, In in what is truth and what we take. And and I, I keep going back to this. I keep going back to the fact of we as Gentiles in this age of grace right now, the epistles of Paul were written directly to us. Mm-hmm. That's where our doctrine comes from. 
Mm-hmm. That's where our learning comes from. That's where our training comes from. That's where everything that has been laid down in the Word of God comes from for us to live by and live on. Mm-hmm. It's Paul's epistles. Mm-hmm. And I know we've had people in this church that would just absolutely get up and jump up and down and fight with you over that. No, Paul shouldn't even be in the Bible. Yeah. Well, if you, take, if you take Paul's epistles out of the New Testament, what do you got? Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and Acts. In Revelation. First John, mm-hmm. Second John, Third John, yeah. First and Second Peter, mm-hmm. Jude, Jude, and Revelation. In Revelation. Yeah. In Hebrews, maybe. Yeah, Hebrews is up in the air. Hebrews is up in the air, even though it is Pauline and it's in its. Well, here's the deal: is God even told Ananias when he went to the street called Straight to to talk to to Saul, who became Paul, who wrote all these epistles wrote all these letters, he said, he's going to be the one that I use to reach the Gentiles. To go to the Gentiles. So, the, and if you look back, Jesus told the disciples, he said, when you go out, you go out to the, to the Jewish to, people. Absolutely. So, absolutely. don't get me wrong, there is so much in the Scriptures that we can understand and learn. For our learning. For our learning. But it's also, it's like... Um, I did a devotion last week, um, and 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 now um, the chapter it was in Luke, but the chapter and verse actually blows my mind. I can't remember it, but uh, uh, it might be still on Facebook. But it it was about Jesus saying, "I came into this world to it, it's going to cause division," mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. wasn't talking to you and me. He was talking to the fact that the the Jewish people had lived a life so much. Mm-hmm. In the uh, following the law and sacrifice and all that, and mm-hmm. Jesus was about to change all that and not make it about the law, but make it about the heart. Mm-hmm. And He said that's going to cause the division between you and your family. Mm-hmm. So it's not really that it's going that, that when you and I become became Christians, it's not that we it, there is going to be some of that, but mm-hmm. not like it would be for the Jewish people because the Jewish people were were raised where you know men had to be circumcised and mm-hmm. and you had to sacrifice and you had to go to the priest and you had to do this and it was all about mm-hmm. law and ceremony where Jesus says man now it's all about who you are as a person and and they were and, also raised too to look for their coming king yes to set up the kingdom, kingdom on, on earth. earth right and so when you read that yes you can glean a lot of information out of that and say well you know the Jewish people were going to have kind of, uh, have division, so you know that there's going to be division between me and and, and non-believers mm-hmm. because I've gone from being a non-believer to a believer. There's going to be, mm-hmm. but no, it was not written directly for us, and it was actually talking directly to the disciples, mm-hmm. um, who were Jewish people. Who were Jewish people? So yeah, I mean, so anyway, I, I just kind of confirming what you're talking about. People don't realize the depth of what we're what we're going through, and that's why. They just kind of read the Bible as everything, um, and and we can glean so much information from everything else. But you're right. When Paul was writing this, he was writing it to the Gentiles, to the Gentiles specifically to, <clears> the, to the Gentiles. Gentiles. Yeah, yes. exactly, exactly. Yes. And 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 why was that so? It's because God's chosen people had rejected. Mm-hmm. Not only had they rejected him as king, they rejected him as Messiah and everything else that they absolutely they had absolutely. completely rejected him. Yes. And, and, and that, that is evidence when you go back and you look at what happened uh, when Stephen was stoned. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What did he see? He saw 
Jesus, Jesus standing, standing next to not us. sitting. Yes. To us Gentiles, Jesus is sitting making intercession for us. Mm-hmm. At that time, He was still standing because that was Israel's last chance to accept Him as King. Yes. He was still standing waiting to return to set that kingdom. Right, right. And when they finally, when they rejected him that last time, that's when he sat and became the advocate for us. Yes. Uh, and, and, and this goes back to uh, 1 Corinthians fifteen forty five. It says, uh, and so it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. Mm-hmm. The last Adam mm-hmm. became a life-giving spirit. However, the spiritual is not first, but the natural. And then afterward, the spirit. Adam came in the flesh. Mm-hmm. Then Jesus came in the flesh to become that give it life-giving spirit. Mm-hmm. And this is what Jesus was telling him. I'm come to establish your spiritual life, yes. not your physical life on this earth. That's right. Uh, and, and what precipitated this conversation we're in right now is I looked at Jeff and I asked him when he was saved. And what was your reply? When I received, in 1981, when 1981. I received Jesus as my Savior. Except that may be our rebirth date, but that's not the day we were saved as Gentiles. We were saved when Christ died on the cross. And that that morphs back into the original plan that God put in effect at the very beginning. Time is not our concept. Mm-hmm. Time is His concept. He began time. He's going to end time. Right. Because in but Him now, is eternity. Now, so I want to argue and agree and argue at the same time with you. And it's not because I want to be right but oh, I know. or not wrong. I know. But I we want to be I, accurate. <laughs> yes, there you go. I agree a hundred percent that because you go back to Genesis chapter three mm-hmm. and God says, you know, he starts talking about Jesus there when you read it. He doesn't literally come out and say, Okay, eventually you're gonna have, you're gonna be there's going to be a man called Jesus that's going mm-hmm, to come. Mm-hmm. But he says, your seed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he talks about, talks, talks about Satan mm-hmm. will bruise his heel and he will bruise his head. Or, um, um, and, 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 uh, and so when you read in the very next chapter, Eve has a son and she thinks it's the son that, Jesus, that God was talking about. Right. Because she was literally thinking the next it's her seed, and it is the seed of man, seed of Adam. Mm-hmm. See, and, and that's where you, if, if you go, you jump ahead to what you were just reading. You see that. So I agree a hundred percent that the plan was was set out right then. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And his foreknowledge knew that I was going to receive him as my that's Savior. That's exactly right. That's exactly Absolutely. Right. And there'll be some that would argue that he chose before the beginning of time the people who will and will not receive Jesus right. as their Savior. Absolutely. Um, and, and, and that's, that's, that's where the doctrines of Calvin and, mm-hmm. and, and Joseph Arminian come in. Right. One, one of them says that we do this completely by our own will. One of them right. says that we do this completely by election. Right. Now, and here's, a, here's where, this is where I have the, the issue with um, the predestination. And this is where um, I disagree with, with I was saved mm-hmm. back then is there's no way I was going to hell at all. 
I, I understand. You know what I'm saying? I, I understand. If, if God saved me back in the Garden of Eden because of what was going to happen, then you don't then, have anything to worry about right now and all this church stuff we're going and, through. Well, is, and nobody, nobody, don't get me wrong, it, it changes. It literally, it doesn't change the mission for, the mission for you and me. Right, absolutely. The, 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 the Great Commission, it says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching mm-hmm. them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always. 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 Even unto the end of the earth. Mm-hmm. That doesn't change for us because we don't know what's, what's what. No, uh-uh. you know we we're just supposed to give God's word out to everybody because everybody needs to hear and everybody will hear the word of God, which yeah. goes right into when when you read that and when you come with that mindset, that goes right into Deuteronomy twenty nine twenty nine. Yes, which says that there are things that we are meant to understand and have been given to us to mm-hmm. understand, and, and there are things that have been kept by God for Himself for us right. not to understand. Right, that's part of it. Right. But here's my thing. Nice Christmas shirt, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> here's my thing. If I was saved before, um, if I was saved back in the garden, mm-hmm. then there was never a time that I was going to bust hell wide open. Right, right. Even though there was. Right. So therefore, the plan was developed. The plan, the, that's exactly right. The, the plan, plan was, was there. Was put into place. Here's the blueprints. Yeah. Then all this stuff in the Old Testament that is, that is written is based on the fact of him taking that and, Genesis chapter 1, 2, and 3 and, and putting it in place. Absolutely. And that's why... He could not kill the entire world Absolutely. when Noah found favor with God. It wasn't that Noah was perfect, but he was. He, he found, found grace. grace. He found he graver. Found grace. grace um, favors what the uh, King James, which is grace, mm-hmm. and and uh, grace was in the was in the garden with Adam and Eve. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So that's why he couldn't. He couldn't because he'd already made a promise. And that's the difference. But it comes up to the difference between Cain yes. and Abel too. Yes, Cain, Cain. One of them found favor in the eyes of God because one of them had it in his being, in his mm-hmm. chemistry, to follow after the things that he knew was right. Yes, even though he didn't understand what those things were. Right, and and the other one wanted to work his way into heaven. To work his way into heaven, exactly. And even though he knew and God told him mm-hmm. to make the sacrifice because sin was waiting at the door to have him. And grace was there that when and he gave him, he murdered his brother and God gave him grace and Absolutely. said, all right, so you fast forward through the, the Old Testament is showing how God took what was said in the garden and made it happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is the, the nutshell version. <laughs> Because we could be here for weeks, dancing. <laughs> and then you come to the New Testament, and, and Jesus we see it. Jesus comes in, and he's born. He he lives. He ministers. He dies on the cross, mm-hmm. and he's raised from the dead. Mm-hmm. And that everything up to that point, they were doing the sacrifices as an example of what Christ was going to do. Exactly. And that's where the problem came into play. Exactly with the Jewish people is they got so accustomed to that that they felt like that's what was saving their soul and not 
looking forward to what Jesus was going to do. They, they they didn't understand. That's right. They were putting they were putting their faith in the works and in the process and program of their works, mm-hmm. and not what the works were accomplishing. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. All right. So then Jesus died. Now salvation at that point. That's when the the. That's when the 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 switch was flipped. Mm-hmm. the The wiring's already been done. The, the power is already put in there. That's when the that's when the water was put in the that's, pipes. That's yes, yes. And that's everything was was flipped right there. And his foreknowledge knew if you'd asked God in the garden, if he'd have, if he'd have said, "Is there gonna be an old boy named Jeff McCartney in in nineteen eighty one going?" Receive Jesus as their Savior. Mm-hmm. He said, "Oh yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and <laughs> it's his his foreknowledge knew that. That's where that Baptist confusion kept coming in. And I blame I don't I, I don't blame Baptist. I'm just saying that you can't take the Independent and the Southern and the the Four Square Gospel and the, all these other denominational things and blend them together in a pot and have a good pot of vegetable stew it just don't work well and that's why i do you, my i do my dead level best to throw out the denominational stuff for i was talking with a friend of mine it. who was a methodist who, who is a methodist and i told him i said uh, i don't i don't i throw out the denominational divide mm-hmm. because what we've done is what's the division between the denominations is how we feel like th- like if you take the Baptist and the Methodist, both believe in baptism, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. the but and and both believe it's essential. Mm-hmm. But the Methodists say you can sprinkle and it accomplishes and, and, the same thing. And it accomplishes the same thing because it's a it's it is an act of obedience to the Lord. Which comes out of a Jewish tradition of, of ceremonial cleansing where they had yes. these open baptistries that you walked into and ceremoniously Ceremonially cleansed yourself. Yes, by washing in water. And and you also look at it as when they when they poured the oil over oh, their heads and it, stuff yeah. like. Mm-hmm. So it's it, it's it's symbolic. And the Baptists believe the death, burial, and resurrection, and the, mm-hmm. and so submersion is the death, burial, and resurrection mm-hmm. of the person. So they they and and I looked at that guy and I said, I throw all the I throw the divide out. Mm-hmm. Baptism is important. Yes, it is. But I don't care if you if if you've been sprinkled, sprayed down, spit on, dunked. If you've been uh, put in a dunking booth, if you've been in in running water, still water, bath water, uh, it all that doesn't matter if you've never been baptized by the Holy Spirit. Which goes back to the to the to the old Jewish ritual of circumcision. Yes, which was, goes back. Was to Abraham was Abraham the chosen one before he was circumcised or after he was circumcised? Yes, he, he was a chosen one when God chose him. As he he became circumcised to follow the the steps. <laughs> so, in saying all that, yes, I agree that the plan was set in place. the 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 roadmap was developed. The actual death, burial, and resurrection was done. But I didn't receive that. You didn't come until to the realization 1981. Of it until 1981. Right. It, it, it's actually all that was in place for me. Mm-hmm. But I didn't receive it till 1981. Right. I and that's where that's where I come. And, it, and that right there has nothing to do with the denomination more than it does that in 1980 mm-hmm. I was bound for hell. In 1981. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I was not. I'm sorry, 83. I'm, mm-hmm. It wasn't 81. It was 83. Now, um, now, now, see that falls back into something else, which which is what I kind of went through mm-hmm. for 110 years. Yeah, it's like okay. At what point? At what point did your internal consciousness become aware of the fact that if you were to die? without forgiveness in the state you were in at that particular point in time that you'd go to hell or heaven. That's we're going we're about That's to get, the we're age about of to, accountability. We're about to get deep right here, we, John. We, we're about to get we, deep. And we here's, need to get deep. And here's 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 the, my thing. All right. I can remember I, I, I said I said eighty one, but it's eighty three because I was thirteen years old when I received Jesus as my Savior and I was born in seventy, so it's eighty three, not eighty one. I can remember in the late mid seventies, late seventies, I went to a Christian school mm-hmm. and a Christian church, mm-hmm. and so I got the Word of God six days a week, mm-hmm. and probably seven days a week. Mm-hmm. You know, because I, when you're around it all the time, but I know I got Sunday school. Yeah, Sunday school, Sunday night. I mean, church, children's church. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, we had Bible study. We had to learn scripture, right? We had to recite it. We had to we had to quote it. You know what I'm saying? And if we didn't quote it right, we had to miss recess. I had to miss recess and, and write it. Yes, yes, I had to. And yes. and so I knew the Word of God on cue. Yes. And here's the thing: I can remember being in about the second or third grade. Somewhere along in there where I was like, I need to receive Jesus as my Savior. I'm mm-hmm. going to hell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But but you didn't do it. I didn't do it. Or And here's the thing. Here, my not doing it was, was more of a fear. Because I don't like being in I know people don't believe yeah, this because yeah. I, I talk to anybody, talk to everybody. But the truth be told, it's all about God because you... You take God out of the equation, and I don't want to talk to anybody. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm not a talker. I'm. A, I'm a very shy introvert by nature. That's one way you and I are just totally. I know exactly. That is. Look, I hate being center of attention. I thought I was talking to my dad about this the other day. I said, I said, if I go through life and nobody ever sees me, I'm okay with that because I'm. I don't like being the center of attention. My dad, you love it. My dad loves it. Steve loves it. Um, well, I, I don't I, like being I, placed. Okay, when somebody places me in that position, yeah. there's a difference between somebody pushing you forward into that position I don't and care. walking into it yourself. I don't want it at all. Uh, I don't care if you push me, bribe me, pay me. Don't. I don't want to. I can't stand it. <laughs> and and I and okay. So for me. At that young age in elementary school to receive Jesus, and I have to get out of my pew or get out of my chair and go talk to somebody about and, it in a room full of a hundred people. You might as well have just whipped me, cause I it, the the stress. I can remember sitting there. I can remember sitting in chapel. I can remember sitting in the in, in vacation Bible mm-hmm. school, Sunday school. I can remember sitting in children's church. Mm-hmm. I can remember sitting in the, going. I want. Jesus as my Savior, but, but I, I don't, don't want to do, do all that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and so which 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 that a lot of that I think Jeff 
goes back to the fact there's so much emphasis placed on the procedure, procedure of doing exactly. So here's my question. Was in 1983 when I actually stepped out of the aisle and walked down and told them publicly that I wanted to receive Jesus? Uh, was it three days before that when I told my aunt that I wanted to receive Jesus as my Savior because I was at her church and they were having a revival? Or was it back in the early 80s when I was sitting there going, or late 70s, early 80s when I was in, in uh, elementary school and I was sitting there going, I want to receive Jesus, but I'm scared to. Well, I, so because of the procedure. I, now, here's the thing. It says, and, and this is what held me back. It, this is what, why I always thought was, it was when I was 13, um, is if you're ashamed of me, I will be ashamed of, ashamed you. of you. And it exactly. wasn't that I was ashamed of him, but my faith in God was not strong enough to overcome my fear yeah. of public. And, and see, what, what I wrestled with all these years because of the background I had, Mm-hmm. See, my, my dad was one of those. He really didn't put a lot in, into like we're talking about right now. He put into what happened, what has happened in your heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because my dad preached in black churches. Mm-hmm. My dad preached in independent churches. Mm-hmm. My dad preached in hardline Calvinist churches. Mm-hmm. And my dad preached in free will Baptist churches. Mm-hmm. He, it didn't matter to him. Right. Because he understood what Christ had done. Mm-hmm. And that was cleanse a man from his sins and yes. forgive him forever. Right. That's what he understood. He may not have been the most perfect preacher, but but you know the you know from just the experience of of of, of running across people that knew him. Mm-hmm. You knew what kind of man he was. To a TV timeout right here real quick, just so you'll know, is John's dad was a, a dynamic preacher. When I was talking to somebody that I consider a hero in the ministry, and I said, do you know Willard Dean? And he went, oh, yeah, he was my mentor. And I'm like, he was your mentor, and you're one of my mentors, you know. And um, But anyways, um, here's the other thing, is he had not only retired from pastoring, but his 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 health and his mental capacity had made it where he couldn't preach years ago and it's been a long time since John's dad passed away. What I'm saying is he preached in these different denominational churches and different cultural churches in an era where segregation was segregated bigger than it you know in the in the 50s 60s 70s when you just didn't walk into black churches when you were white or white churches when you were black and stuff like that and still today that if you want to see segregation go to funeral homes and churches are the Mm -hmm. two biggest things that are segregated today Mm -hmm. and a lot of that has to do with the way we worship i've got some friends that are that are um that are black and and um, and just sit down and talk with him. Good friends, and uh, one of them has since gone on to be with the Lord. And he and I was talking. He said the, he said it's, it's, he said white churches worship different than black churches. Mm-hmm. He goes, we well, goes when we finish worshiping. He said we're too exhausted to have an evening service. Mm-hmm. He said, he said, but we can. He came to my church. He came to here and preach one Sunday night. And he goes, I can only do this because if I went to a black church, we'd be here for four or five hours. He said a white church, we're in and out in an hour. He said, "He said, because white people that's and he was not being racist. He was a he was a friend. He was just helping me because he was he was old enough to be my dad, and he too was also one of my mentors. And he was helping me to understand 
where he was and where I where I was, and where we were how we were coming together. Um, so, just so you'll understand, his dad preached in all these churches when it was not a popular thing to mm-hmm. do. Absolutely, he right. did. Absolutely. Back to uh, back to the the discussion of the day. Well, and, and that that too, I I think Jeff and we're probably gonna have to. This is one we're gonna have to continue. Oh, probably so. Because we got about what two minutes left, something, something like that. I've got a meeting to go to in it uh, five minutes ago. <laughs> so, right, uh, basically, what it boils down to is 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 when you get away from the Bible and start following procedure. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's when you get in trouble. Absolutely, it, it's like I I have a problem with these mass evangelical type meetings where they say if you, you feel the call of God come down here and say this prayer and write your name down in front of the Bible this if you, you said this prayer then you've received Jesus as your Savior and it's a blanketed prayer throughout everywhere and it's easy to I prayed that prayer probably a dozen times between the time I realized I was going to hell and the time that, that I actually received Jesus as my Savior and I've been praying it for 20 years and so um and that, incidentally, that prayer is not in the Bible unless you wrote it in the front of your Bible. Yep. Um, but the the deal is, I agree and disagree with you, John, that, that salvation was set mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the garden, or probably before the garden. It, but it was it was known scripturally in the garden. In the garden, absolutely, absolutely. And when I found out about it, I received it in the eighties. Yep. Yep. But did God know you were going to do that? Yeah, it was Absolutely. foreknown. It was foreknown. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't predestined. Yes, and that's a where big we're going to... difference between those two. Yes. Um, and people talk about predestination election. Um, and and uh, I have a friend of mine who is a, a dynamic preacher and a, uh, not, not just a friend, but uh, um, I consider uh, someone I look up to. And uh, he and I were talking and I said... He's talking about predestination. I said, well, um, I said freedom of choice is in there too. Mm-hmm. Freedom right. of choice. We, we, we have run up on Jeff's clock right now, and he's got to go to a deacon's meeting. So with that, we're going to pick up right where we left off next week pretty much. Pretty much. All right. Father, thank you for this day. I thank you for the opportunity to share with people what's in our hearts. And just let them know that what goes on between us mm-hmm. is totally unscripted. It's, this is unrehearsed. Mm-hmm. This is not anything but what comes to to us from you father go with jeff in his meeting now uh, fill that meeting with the spirit because it's a deacon's meeting and it concerns our church father yes. and go with us today and the rest of the day and the rest of the week and keep our hearts and our minds focused on you in christ's name amen amen